This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession podcast with Chef Mary Mamalidi. Be gentle with yourself. We've never been through a global pandemic before. It hits everyone differently. The habits of, I fell to it too, like track pants, pizza and wine and TV. Like there was nothing else to do, but I don't believe in restricting yourself because you think it's going to make you healthier or a better person. Sometimes people delve in too deep and, you know, so balance, have fun with food. Food is meant to be romantic and to bring people together and fun and sexy and full of life, you know? So drink the water, eat the greens, eat the stuff. But also if you're craving a cheeseburger, have the cheeseburger. That's Rachel Bees. She's an entrepreneur, holistic nutritionist, and personal chef. Rachel's passionate about supporting local businesses, using whole foods when creating her meal plans, which are designed to fit any lifestyle. So whether you're celiac, vegan, pescatarian, keto, and the list goes on, Rachel would design a food program to fit your dietary needs and your budget. Hey, Rachel, thanks for coming on. Hi, Mary. Thanks for having us. Us, me. (laughs) Me and my coffee. You and your coffee. We come as a pair. Yeah. So I'm so excited to have you here. We're going to talk all things nutrition, all things Rachel. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you chose nutrition as a career. Well, I was in fashion for years and then um, very competitive business. And as I was getting older and food and nutrition have always been such a huge part of my life. Um, I unfortunately went through uh, a bit of an accident. I had a chemical explosion on my face. <gasps> I'm so sorry. Yeah, me too. It wasn't, it wasn't my finest point with third degree and second degree burns all over my face and arm and chest. Anyway, I was on a cocktail of medications and then I started getting really crazy allergic reactions and the doctors instead of like figuring out what, what killer painkiller it was or whatever, they just said, just stick to it. And I wasn't happy with that answer. So I took myself off all of the pain meds and stuff and bought an aloe plant and within a couple of days, my burn started healing, my infection started subsiding and I knew about natural medicine and stuff like that for years, but I was like, that's it. I'm, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to school and get my degree in nutrition and help people through natural alternatives and food. But without the clinical part, I just wanted to do it like culinary meats, nutrition to still make it fun. But yeah. Help people just, you know, maybe not to the severity of, you know, a burn on your face. But, you know, just living better and making small little tweaks in your day-to-day life. That's the, that's the Cole's notes. That's incredible. What is holistic nutrition? So holistic nutrition uh, to me and some of my counterparts is the whole, the holistic picture, right? So everything. So not just a Band-Aid. It's figuring out why your body is doing what. So getting to the root cause of things as opposed to just masking a certain uh, symptom or ailment or whatever. And then the nutrition and culinary part is just eating really nice whole foods that just give you energy. You know, like if you, you know, not that I'm opposed to a great cheeseburger and and fries and whatever, but eating that continuously, you'll start to feel like garbage. So making good food decisions and, you know, drinking water and stuff that just optimally 
you know, it feels good on your insides, your digestion, your skin, your mood, your sleep. It's all foundations to feeling good when you wake up in the morning. Right. So to me, it's the whole, it's the whole person getting to the root of things, whether it's mood or hormones or, or, you know, digestion or anything like that. In my opinion, that's, that's my kind of MO. What would you say is your nutrition philosophy? Balance and everything in moderation, even moderation. Like I like that. You know, if you're on vacation, uh, as much as I am, you know, a purveyor of of good foods and stuff, you know, if I'm in Italy, odds are I'm going to be eating all of the pasta, all of the pizza, all of the, you know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, when I get home, there might be a little more green juices and a little less of this and that, but I don't believe in restricting yourself because you think it's going to make you healthier or a better person. I think a lot of the health issues and insecurities and eating disorders, they, they're, you know, well, they're psychology, but also like, I think people, because you have to be a certain weight or look a certain way that sometimes people delve in too deep. And, you know, so balance, have fun with food. Food is meant to be romantic and to bring people together and fun and sexy and full of life, you know? So drink the water, eat the greens, eat the stuff. But also if you're craving a cheeseburger, have the cheeseburger. Don't restrict yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, the pandemic, it's changed so many things in our lives and food being one of it. So what's the biggest challenge people have with nutrition right now? And what advice do you give them to help overcome certain things or certain habits that they've developed throughout this pandemic? My first thing of advice is just be gentle with yourself. Like we've never been through a global pandemic before. It hits everyone differently. There's so much day-to-day stress already. And then you put in a pandemic if you are trying to get into the habits of, you know, I mean, and I fell to it too, like track pants and pizza and wine and TV, like, I mean, there was nothing else to do, but if you're slowly starting to motivate and whatever, then just baby steps, you know, add a couple extra glasses of water in your day. You know, if you're eating something, try and add a little more veggies, try to cook a little more at home, make it like a family thing. If you have, you know, kids or roommates or whatever, try to have fun with it instead of it coming at you like a disciplinary kind of thing, make it fun. And once you kind of tweak that, and then you start noticing your energy and you're sleeping better and whatever, that usually gives most people the motivation to kind of keep at it, but just be gentle on yourself. You know, if you ate salad for five days and you fell off the wagon and ate a cake, that's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. Are you up for a couple of games? I am very up for it. Okay. First one is this or that. Morning person or night owl? Morning person. Chocolate or vanilla? Neither. <gasps> you hear that gas? I know. I don't like sweet. You don't have a sweet tooth at all? I, only when I was pregnant and then I ate ice cream every night for six months. But no, I'm a, I'm a cheese, savory, crunchy, spicy kind of gal. Fries or onion rings? Oh, rings. <laughs> <laughs> Grilled cheese or mac and cheese? Oh, man. Mac and cheese. Pickles or cucumbers? (gasps) Pickles. I think mostly. I know, right? I know. Okay. Cherry tomatoes or sun-dried tomatoes? Uh, Cherry. Easy. Okay, last one. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Always coffee, right? Always coffee. (laughs) Good answer. 
I want to talk a little bit about your meal plans. And I would assume that the ability to help people find solutions to their challenges is a big part of the process of what you give your clients. Am I right? Absolutely. So how do you begin to design a meal plan that works for for them? Like, what's that process like? Uh, so first, we kind of have a consultation. Uh, I have some new clients and I have age old clients. Everyone gets a file. So I do very simple questions like favorite foods, obviously, if there's any allergies or medication, stuff like that, because you don't want to trigger like people with blood thinners, obviously can't have grapefruit, that kind of thing. And then what do they like? Like, do they like tapas? Do they like, you know, sweet? Do they like whatever? And then if there's any goals that they have, then listening, making a plan, and then instilling it very slowly through food. And if they need a plan alongside that, like a nutrition wellness plan, then we do that. But I believe in slow steps, baby steps, instead of just like, I, I never inundate people with things. And I try to make whole food taste as fresh and as good maybe healthify old recipes, the classics, like the mac and cheese and stuff like that. Like I do one with butternut squash and nutritional yeast and stuff full of veggies, but it tastes creamy and cheesy. So their brain is going, oh, I'm eating the bad stuff, but their insides are going, hey, this is giving me life. I love that. I mean, and now plant-based diets, they've gained a lot of momentum. Yes, they have. Right. So what are your recommendations for like a, for a balanced meal when you're eating plant-based? Do your research first, talk to your doctor or naturopath before you start doing plant-based, but, you know, fill in with the lentils and the beans and, you know, really good, like nutritional yeast, you know, to get that extra protein and nuts and fats. And just, it's very easy to do a really nice plant-based diet and keep up all your energy and, um, your healthy fats and your proteins, but it does take a little bit of research and it does help to have someone, a health professional guide you if you're not. Uh, in tune with it. Cause a lot of people think that uh, plant-based isn't, you know, full of chemicals and stuff. Once you start going to like the meat mimicking stuff, there can be a lot of additives and chemicals and stuff that you don't know about. So you think it's healthy and you're doing a good thing, but you're not necessarily doing so. But then there are great lines right now that have definitely uh, improved and, you know, more conscious of what the eater and the the client wants, making it like less ingredients and whole foods. And yeah. What is the one best nutritional advice that you can give? Drink more water. Most people without even realizing it are completely dehydrated and, you know, coffee doesn't count. Is it still the eight glasses? It's eight glasses, roughly. Um, if you drink eight glasses, eight ounces each, you're, you're going to do yourself a favor and don't chug it because then it just goes through your kidneys and, and dispenses. You got to sip it all day long because then it has time to go into your digestive system and your liver and flush things and your skin and your brain. Um, cause our body is like, you know, 80% plus water. So water, water is like, I, that's the only thing I do with my lifestyle clients is water for the first week. And they already notice their eye whites are whiter. They sleep better, their mood, their back aches, like there's a really good book called Your Body's Many Cries for Water by Batman Gelly. And it's honestly, it'll change your view on how simple but bountiful drinking more water can be. So that's it. Drink more water. If there's only one thing that a listener can take away from what you're saying, what is the one thing you want them to, to stick with them and make sure that they take that away from this conversation? Have fun with food and get your family involved. I think the art of everyone's busy, especially with, you know, 
kids being allowed to kind of like see people again and it's summer and trips and all that, but try and at least one meal a week, try and like get your kids involved or your partner involved or your roommate or whatever, or even like an online zoom thing to like pick a new recipe or go to the grocery store and pick something weird that you've never had before and make it a family thing. I think that like the family dinner is just such a nice idea that we've lost kind of along the way sometimes because of COVID and TV and whatever. And then just expanding, like pick a weird recipe that you love, you don't think you could make and try and make it like it's supposed to be fun and attempts, you know, like pick a weird vegetable, get away from just the cauliflower, broccoli, carrots. People used to eat hundreds of different vegetables and they all carry different vitamins and minerals and stuff. So losing that again, there's sometimes deficiencies. So just like food fun, food fun. And, you know, have the dinner parties, cook for your family, get the kids involved, make them, you know, peel stuff and do stuff. And over anything, nutrition, wellness, lifestyle, I think it's just really good for mood and family and just, yeah, joy. I'm Mary Mammoliti, and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast. I'm talking with holistic nutritionist, Rachel Bees. You've recently made the decision to move from Toronto to Prince Edward County with your little boy, the adorable little boy. What sparked this decision to do it? What sparked this decision for you to go and make the move? Honestly, it was it was always in the game plan. I've been kind of humming and hawing about it, making a move for the last few years. And then COVID just without daycare and still working full time with a toddler at home and being in a small condo, just surrounded by construction. It just, it felt like jail. Like, you know, as much as you make the best out of it, it was just, it was time for a change. I wanted to give Bowie space and water and beach and green and, you know, and he's like, he's a runner. So we lived in an area that was super traffic heavy, tons of construction, and we'd have to plan a day around going to like a beach or a park, which even then we're getting kind of filthy. So uh, it was part mental, uh, my mental health, which affects his obviously, and then just letting him grow up to be a kid, like run around fields and with dogs and bunnies and, you know, and just go to the beach. If we want to go to the beach, we hop in the car. And then the other most rewarding thing is that at 40, I finally got my driver's license and bought a used truck SUV and being able to hop in the car and take him to go to like, we went to a lavender field the other day and he ran around. I freaking love and, that. Right. Like when can you yeah. do that? Never. You know, we go to the beach, we go for picnics you know we go sit we went to uh the drake devonshire the other day and just had bubbly water and french fries looking at the water like it was just you know a little 30 minute trip but you know just stuff like that we get to do now but is you're just building memories for him you're creating this yep. whole world of of just exploring which i absolutely love yeah exactly and seeing how happy he is and how well he made the transition just makes me uh, so happy. And, you know, as a mother, you're always like, what am I doing? What this, there's always some doubt, but yeah. the first couple of months we relied on people and I hate relying on people. Like, and I mean, they were very gracious, but also, you know, we felt like we were stuck a little bit because everyone has a life. Everyone's busy, you know, not everyone can like stop their lives to pick up Bowie from daycare, you know? So this is definitely like, and it turns out I really like driving these county roads because it's just pretty everywhere you go. It's not like city drive where, you know, there's cyclists and it's stressful and everyone's talking at you. It's like the opposite of that. It's just like winding roads in green and water and wineries. It's so it's the opposite of okay. driving. Rachel, so. shit, you are selling this to me. <laughs> 
this I can confidently say was uh, a really great decision on on our part. Have you noticed a shift in him since you've moved there? A hundred percent. Honestly, he was getting really aggressive and stuff and that's not his fault. It was just boredom, right? There wasn't enough stimuli yeah. and the aggression has gone down. Uh, his playfulness, his mood is really just shining through. And then we have such a great community um, here, long, long friend, long-term friends that have been here, made the move before us and just uh, new friends with kids. And it's just like play dates and swimming dates. And just, uh, I couldn't have asked for uh, a better community just to welcome us. Everyone's just been wonderful. That's amazing. But you know what? You're so busy and you have such a busy life and you've got this Bowie, this adorable little son. How do you balance or find balance throughout your day for all of this? Honestly, I think being a single working mom, there's a different ideal of balance. Like some days are going to be 18 hour days and they're, they're nonstop and there's no balance found in that day. But being here and because I'm doing clients during the week and then doing events, I usually try to take one solid day off where it's just Bowie and I just getting in the car and doing adventure stuff and going for fries and bubbly water and going to the different parks. The parks are amazing. So balance isn't a daily strive for me just because sometimes it can't be, but my balance line is prioritizing actually taking days off just to be a mom and be with my kids. So sometimes it's, you know, five days of crazy madness, but then leads to day six, which just becomes a day of just rest. But yeah, I think balance is where you find it. Mm -hmm. That's been a really good learning curve for me here is that it's okay to just not, you know, to say no and to choose carefully instead of, you know, working to live, just like enjoying both being busy and then just having a life. Yeah. I, I would imagine it's much easier when you have such picturesque views. It really is like just even having coffee in the backyard, looking at the chickens and, you know, grass. It's just much better than looking at condo buildings and the highway. <laughs> so I want to get into some culinary questions. Yep. How would you describe your cooking style? Uh, seasonal. Seasonal with a little bit of a flair. So I really... I have so much respect for farmers and their crops and just love the bounty that Ontario is. So I try to cook very seasonally, whatever's uh, within reach or within market. And then I really like fresh, like I like spicing and seasoning with lots of herbs and color and acid and salt. I don't really tend to deep fry too much or whatever. Like I try to keep it on whole foods, but healthy I mean, unless it's catering and you go a little more schmancy and then the, you know, the butter sauces and stuff come out. But yeah, like fresh, fresh and seasonal. I think I want food to look really pretty, but also be good for your insides. What are some really unique recipes that you've tried or you want to try? I really want to try making Ethiopian bread and curries. Um, I yes. love, I have, I'm addicted to cookbooks and I keep buying cookbooks and I always forget to use them, but I love pouring over them like on a Sunday morning when Bowie's napping mm -hmm. or with me and just like a coffee just to get ideas. But for fall, I love curries, but I've never really attempted that type of bread and stuff. So I really want to try that because it's such an interesting texture. It's like, wet but soft but bubbly but porous like it's such a different so I want to learn how to do that and I want to learn how to make 
weirdo different combos of sushi. <laughs> I had a dream that the other night and I felt like, I don't even know what it means yet because sometimes it takes me a couple days, but I want to make like high sushi rolls and like Indian sushi rolls, but like find alternatives to seaweed to replicate. Yeah. Anyway, it's in my Oh my gosh. You are going to laugh when I say this. I had, I didn't have the dream, but I was thinking about this about a month ago. The same thing about unusual sushi rolls. Right? With, yeah, non-traditional ingredients. But taking like the indigenous ingredients of that type of Yes. Region, but using it, using the same method, but using different ingredients. Different ingredients. Yeah. That's on my like to do list for fall. Do it, do it. Yeah. And then I'll come to Toronto and I'll bring you some. Please. Well, if it works, if it works, not everything works. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a dish that either you've made or you've were served that you'll never forget? Sweetbreads at Maison Public. Um, I love Derek and I have his cookbook and whatever, and I crave them often. And I, I'm not a huge sweetbreads person or offal person, but this, he, the way he does it is just pure magic. And I'm just, I'll send him a random text sometimes being like, I'm craving. He's like, you have the cookbook bees, just make them. And I'm like, but I don't <laughs> want to make them like I, they're never going to be as good as yours. So yeah, like that transformed sweetbreads for me. I had them, you know, in Argentina, I've had them elsewhere, but yeah, Montreal, Maison Public. Uh, I don't know. It's just magic. Everything's magic on a plate, but yeah. This is another one I love asking every guest. So what does Canadian food culture mean to you? I think in my, uh, that's, that's a hard one. Um, I think respecting the terroir and the soil. I think Canadian food culture and farmers, dairy farmers, uh, meat farmers, I think the integrity of Canadian farmers is they uphold themselves to a really high level, in my opinion, um, and sourcing out and meeting and listening to them. Some of my most interesting days starting in food or nutrition was, you know, going to Cookstown and, and hearing people talk about soil and cover crops and, you know, ethical farming and stuff like that. So to me, it's not just the maple syrup and the whatever it's like, it's, it's having pride and integrity whether it's livestock or eggs or dairy or produce, I think just the integrity of Canadian farming, especially Ontario farming, is pretty special. Oh, I love that answer. I really do. That was phenomenal. A couple more games you in for. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Rapid fire. Tell us one thing most people don't know about you. I'm allergic to cinnamon. Wow, okay. Name or sing a song that always puts you in a good mood. I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yes, you sang it. Yes. <laughs> Would you rather go camping, hiking, boating, or dancing? Boating. You can dance on the boat. Curse words you use in the kitchen. F-bombs all the way. You have time to yourself. No interruptions. What do you do? Laundry. <laughs> I was not expecting that. There's, I don't know where it comes from. There's always so much laundry. <laughs> what is your junk food kryptonite? Oh, <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> Ranch Doritos dipped in blue cheese. Oh my god. I'm telling you, we're gonna do a segment of just Rachel snacks. Oh that's it. It's just weird shit. It's like I'm pregnant all the time, but I'm not. (laughs) Oh Lord. 
Last but not least, what is your kitchen confession? Oh, God. I feel like I have a million, but uh, <laughs> I like to take a big spoonful of peanut butter and put uh, Maldon flakes on it and then eat it. No way. I love that. I like salted <laughs> protein fat. And then it just like, honestly, like it just it's good. It's, you can't go wrong with salted peanut butter. I'm sorry. You cannot. Okay. This is happening this week. This is happening. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm going to try this. I'm telling you, you will not. And if you're feeling super crazy, a couple chili flakes. What? I know. Okay. I'm trying this all. I'm going to have a platter of <laughs> Rachel snacks. <laughs> It's just shy of like that spray cheese. <laughs> I pretend to come off classy. But I'm eating <gasps> spoonfuls of peanut butter like the rest of the world. I friggin' love it. If listeners want to reach out for more information, uh, talk to, get a hold of you, follow you, register for your meal plans, how can they find you? The website is under construction because I felt I could do it during COVID and not be busy. I was wrong. Uh, Instant <laughs> or email. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was so much fun. Thank you, Mary. It's that time. We've reached the end of another show. Did we get your stomach growling? Head over to kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. Plus, you can check out ami.ca forward slash kitchen confession for all the latest on the podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and review so we can keep bringing you more episodes you'll love. Our producer and editor is Matt Agnew, and I'm your host, Mary Mammolini. Thanks for listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.